Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So Sebastian, what's this one for? Small screen 90s? What the hell is that? Chris Barnes and AMJ review shows from the 90s out of 90. Why the hell would you do that for? They've got a new Patreon. Ah, oh, begging for money now, is it? What'd you get from it? Exclusive episodes, yes. Early episodes, you get to hear it before anyone else. Merch, yeah, and so much more. That's very vague. And recording of live shows. Oh, nice. So where can you go and get this? The Small Screen 90s Patreon page on Patreon. Oh, that's good, isn't it? The trophy of a good podcast was always better. Yo, 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 you're listening to BurgerCast, the only BurgerCast in the whole of the UK. Where I go around the UK, I eat a burger and I rate it out of 10. Today, I've had a Big Mac. Solid Big Mac, but only in a six. It's not Burger Cast. It's small screen 90s. And who's that in the distance over the hill with the chips and the drinks? It's the Burger King. It's the Burger King. It is the Burger King. Oh, Chris, how you been? I feel like I haven't seen you for a little while. I feel like we're living in a virtual world where we only meet up over Zoom. And watching 90s nostalgia shows. And, and you're the only... Yeah. And just commented on them and messaging each other how good something is or how bad something is or why have we had to sit through something and making patreons oh we've got a patreon people it's it's exciting and uh today spoiler alert we have filmed the first episode for patreon and uh all i can say is pretty proud of it Pro- what we're going to do is we're going to look at all the 90s blockbusters but not just the 90s blockbusters the ones that were a little bit disappointing uh, the first one we're looking at is a work of art known as Spice World, the movie. So uh, I'm not going to spoil any more on this. Uh, if you want to have a look, join our Patreon. It costs about the same price as an action A burger. In the 90s. A burger. It costs the same price as a McDonald's, possibly with the code on the app. I try not to say cup of coffee. I tried so hard not to say it cost you the same price. I've tried to think of anything else, but... Yeah, a burger. It costs you as much as a semi, semi fancy burger. So if you're interested, go on the Patreon. If not, you've got this. 
but you can have both. And what's better, a Big Mac or a single Mac? Am I hungry? Yes. So, Chris, what have you been up to this week, boy? Well, this is why we don't f- record before lunch. Oh, mate, tell me about it. I'm just looking at the cupboards now and thinking, will he notice if I just dive off during, <laughs> during this podcast? I've got gig on Friday, a point of recording, but because of this train strike, I'm not sure if I'm going to get home again. Oh, Friday's all right for travel. Is it? I, I thought yeah. maybe they were going to finish early. The promoter is going to put me on right at the beginning, so it'll be, hello, and then bye-bye, and then back on the train that's, again. That's what we want. Hello, bye-bye. Where are you gigging? Tell everyone. I'm gigging at the Coloured House. It says in Merton, but I don't think that's right. Home of Paul. Yeah, it's not home of Paul. It is. It's where he came from. That's why he took the name Merton. Oh, was it? Yeah. You can find out more in his autobiography. I saw this thing where people have to travel around the world with the same... I can't remember what the programme's called. And they end up at Ashford International and Paul Merton's there and they speak to him randomly. There must be some Paul Merton shows we could do. Oh, man, I'm I'm sure there's... Oh, that Paul Merton series. Come on already, but we're not about that today. No, I'm glad you got a gig, man. I'm glad you're getting out there, back in the real world. Feel that we're just staring at TV, watching 90s-based programmes. And we've been doing this for a while now. It's It's been almost yes. six months, but we've committed to it now. And there's no way out. We're sucked in. I feel like I'm living in the 90s. And I live in Herne Bay, so it very much is feels like the 90s around him most of the time. Well, it's like and you're reading Smash Hits magazine and on your Walkman. Read, yeah, Smash Hits on my Walkman whilst uh, wearing some nice uh, pumps, walking around with uh, pop stud uh, trousers. At what age should you not wear a baseball cap backwards? Uh, I think, oh, this is good. What age should you not wear one backwards or at all? Because I, every now and then I'd rock an actual baseball cap. Well, I saw a bloke in his 50s wearing one backwards and I was like, no, sir, no, you cannot be wearing that backwards. How, how did he look in it, though? Because some people can pull it off. I was, it was being horrible to me in at work, so I was like, you look shit. It's a bloke with a baseball cap <laughs> backwards being horrible to you at work. What, TJ Detweiler for recess? Has grown old to come and take the piss out of you. I just I missed him in the queue, and he went, "Oh, you don't want to speak to me, are you?" It's like, "Oh, sorry, I thought you knew what you were doing, sir." And he's like, "I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> How dare you?" Of course he doesn't. He can't even put on his hat the right way. Let alone work out how to queue in the complex queuing systems you have. It's not. Oh. It's not like some kind of. Uh, what's the film with David Bowie? Labyrinth. labyrinth. It's not a labyrinth of, of it's just a very easy cue system that tells you where to go. Well, uh, I, I believe you. I, I had a bit of a fashion faux pas this week as well. Uh, it was my birthday. Uh, insert Simon Baker's voice there. Uh, that's all I hear with, it's my birthday. That's a niche thing every time. It's my birthday. Big shout out to SB. Uh, I bought some vans with my birthday money, the trainers, with lightning bolts on. I walked home the other night from a gig. I looked down to see my feet were glowing. I'd purchased glow-in-the-dark trainers. Oh, they, they look so good, though. They just do not need to glow in the dark. At least it wasn't Heelys. At least it wasn't Heelys. I'm waiting for that to just pop out at the end of, like, standing a bit oddly and going, oh, hello, 
a dyspraxic man on heelys. That's exactly what the world needs. Do you know what the world needs, though, Chris? What do they need, Adam? What do they need? They need small screen 90s. Play the intro. Yay. <laughs> You're listening to Small Screen 90s, and if you're one of the lovely people who have been with us since episode one, thank you. You mean the world to us. And uh, we're going to start off this week by uh, having a delve round, a Channel 4 hit, a big hit, one that we've forgotten all about up until now. It is Don't Forget Your Toothbrush. Ladies and gentlemen, live from the heart of London on the River Thames, it's yet another feast of fast-thinking, fast-moving wit and wisdom. But that's enough about me. We've got a holiday in Mauritius to give away and an audience to entertain. Michelle can't wait to see Jules Holland in the flesh. Gordon holds a special place in his heart for Jadine. And of course, everyone loves Chris. We love Chris! Well, nearly everyone. Yes, their passports are pucker. Their luggage is lovely. And their smiles are sexy. Yes, it's so bright they've got to wear shades for tonight's edition of Don't Forget Your Toothbrush 2. Now, when you said that, all I could hear was the TFI Friday theme in my head, which is that is not the same theme, is it? No, it's not. And now I'm thinking of the men behaving badly theme. I don't know what happened on TFI Friday. That makes me feel like I need to think of men behaving badly. This, do you know what, though? Channel 4 are good at certain things gritty dramas breakfast based shows and comedy those big floor based saturday night shows the shiny floor ones don't ever seem to work on channel four and um i don't know i want to hear your points on it as well chris so what did you think of don't forget your toothbrush they don't really do saturday night telly do they they just put a film on or location 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 again um, again he had a sign that said scream, so people screamed, and then a sign that says shut up on the other side. And he, he came on singing Live and Let Die. Badly. Uh, whilst uh, George Holland played the piano. George Holland, 37. In that video, he's younger than me. What? How? I don't know. Well, no, he's younger than me then, but I'm, I'm younger than him well, now. That, <laughs> <laughs> 37. No. Yeah, it was his birthday. Chris Evans said it's your birthday the other day, and he was 37. I know, I just he's like a bit of the titch marsh, isn't he? I imagine him always being older than he is. Man, imagine like people like that when they hit 40 and 50. It's like, must be great because people just assume they hit it 20 years ago. What was JD's purpose? She came at the beginning, she came out of a car, and that was it. I think uh, it was for the loaded generation. And then they had Limmy on it as well. And no, no, that's, no, that's the Scottish... The comedian, isn't it, Lemmy? Would he have been around? He'd been about 10. Lemmy. Lemmy was on it. I love Lemmy. He, he, he will sadly be missed. Like, there's a great story Steve Baldwin will tell you that he went to a tattoo parlour once and Lemmy was there and basically forced him to get a motorhead tattoo. And Steve's mainly into reggae, so that would have been one of the greatest moments to have seen in the world. Get a tattoo. No. All right. Uh, they had 300 people whistling 
And they kept playing this the theme from Yes Sir every five minutes. very odd and and that whole whistling thing as well i'd been out of place because i can't whistle i can't click my fingers wow let's never <laughs> join a barbershop quartet we'll be, we'll be gone in minutes i don't That's remember bad. it being this bad I, I i remember watching it as a kid thinking oh i'd love to be there i'd love i'd love to win a holiday and go away but watching it back it just it just lacked something do you know what i mean it just lacked a kind of Gloss from a glossy floor show. What have I written? When they didn't whistle properly, then he dropped flour on them. We would have been straight under that. You can't do... You don't see that now, do you? You don't see, like, people just dropping flour or shooting water guns in people's face in audiences. You've got to be nice to them for coming to your show. You can't just treat people however you want because you're a celebrity. It's not right. It was a bit like Saturday Night Takeaway for the adult generation. It was. It was like Saturday Night Takeaway if they would have had about four cans of special brew beforehand. There's a bit where Chris Evans moves his head backwards and forwards, and I thought that's Ant versus Deck. They've nicked it, the little Geordie scamps. <laughs> They've stolen Ant versus Deck. I think that's the thing, though. Everything's borrowed, isn't it? It's just trying to make it look like it's not borrowed. It's like pulling off that ticket from a library book. It's all there <laughs> in the great reference library. That is comedy. Are you telling me that you've stolen a library book? I may have done by accident in the past. What of it? And I'm I must you own it now after 25 years of it being in your possession. Probably £1.50. Probably, yeah. I used to like, the thing is as well, like if you used to borrow like college or university library books, the fines were so steep because people genuinely needed the library books. I'd, I'd rather buy the book now because I can't. I, I know that book's never going to go back on time. That's why I bought a Batman costume because I thought I'd ruin it before I take it back to the costume shop. So well, I break one. into the library at night and steal the books. <laughs> no, my, my Batman costume, I thought, when I went to a fancy dress party, I thought I'll, I'll buy one because I'll probably get beer down it and stuff. I've had it so long now, I would I think I've made my money back tenfold because I've used it for so many of... I even kept your stag doing it. You did. You looked amazing in that Batman costume. I wish everyone else would have dressed up. I felt a bit uh, bad for you, to be honest. And then when I walked in, I was like, is this the right place? Oh, there's Adam there. W you made Wilson put a wig on. Yeah, Wilson put a wig on. And we had a great time, didn't we? Yes, we did. <laughs> I don't yeah, know why you said like that for. <laughs> like you were like, we did, didn't we? Come on, we did, come we, on. We did ourselves, didn't we? Like watching this show. <laughs> <laughs> they had the superfan Robert on there and apparently Motorhead's first Motorheads, motorheads, motor. <laughs> See, I laugh at people when they're um, doing outtakes on TV shows, and I thought it can't be that hard to speak. It is. Motorheads' original name for their band was Bastard. That's quite a nice name, though, isn't it? And he gave him a motorhead lighter, and then he went, "Oh, I also got some motorhead condoms." There you go. <laughs> Enjoy yourself, son. I'd love a motorhead condom. And then 300 people had to hum the Pink Panther theme. 
lady wanted to what <laughs> i wrote this last night before i went to bed did you have a few cans before writing this to get through it i did actually a lady uh, was on the show and she said something oh a lady wanted to be famous so they stuck a plastic bag on her head and if she answered five questions right they would remove the bag and she didn't get five questions right so they just took her back off the stage with the bag still on her head i like that that could be a whole hour now that's, in theory, the masked singer. But then I think she's more famous because she could be like, I was the lady under the bag on TFI Friday. Oh, bollocks. <laughs> or don't forget your toothbrush. What we're realising with Don't Forget Your Toothbrush is uh, a show with forget in the title is very forgettable. As uh, you thought you were watching TFI Friday, which I think was superior to this. Was it? On yeah. this, they had Limmy from Motorhead singing Good Golly Miss Molly. You don't get out on TFI Friday. No, but Sean Ryder managed to say fuck and make sure the show was recorded an hour early every single time. That is skills. Now that is rock. And then there was the game where they had to flash the lights in their house, throw things out of the window. I think these things, like, do you remember, and we'll go on to this as well with our final choice of the day, uh, when interactive stuff started coming in, and there was a weird feeling before, like, internet was in its infancy. So people tried to do interactive stuff on TV and it never, ever worked properly. It was just a weird thing of going like, yeah, you could play along at home and go like, what? It was just that weird kind of caught in that moment of like, I was thinking about it earlier of going like, there was a few incidents of that. I think play along with the game show, which we'll come to later. And it's like, well, you can play along, but unless there's a camera... Uh, recording people waiting outside for you and you've signed the legal documents to be on film, you're never going to win. They were throwing household items out of a, out of their house, which was a duvet out the top window and then something small out of the out of the living room window. But then they wanted them to throw a hoover out of the top window. And I was like, no, I don't want to ruin my hoover just for Chris Evans. Could you imagine Henry's face as he falls to his death? I live in a three-story flat. Just his smiley face on the floor. And when he hits the floor, of course, it'd just be dust everywhere. Like, like his spirit has gone to Hoover heaven. But he's, he's still going there with a little smile on his face. Oh, Henry Hoover. Do you own a Henry Hoover? No. They're great. Hoover, own him, Henry the Hoover. Yeah, they are. They're really expensive, aren't they? Yeah, we had one for ages and eventually he passed on. So, he passed uh, on. They don't... He did. I mean, he it stopped working. It's not the brave little toaster. It just did stop working. It be. Do you know what though? I think Henry's missing a trick. That would be a great spin-off for the Henry Hoover Company. Henry and the Hoovers. The best thing I ever saw ever in Bognor Regis around Christmas time is in front of the electronic shop. They made a nativity, but they had the little baby Henry Hoover as the baby Jesus. They had three other Henry Hoovers as the wise men. And Mary and Joseph, they had the pink one and the green one. It was the greatest thing I've ever seen. It sounds it. That... In Bogner Regis. Do you know what? That, when they come up with that, I don't think they gave themselves a big enough pat on the back. They should have taken the day off. Like the, like the train they people, I... haven't they? <laughs> Taking the day off. That, that has really fucked up my week. <laughs> but we live in a world where we can do these things and good on them they're fighting for a better future and they get more money out of it it's just bloody annoying but that's what the point of a strike then 300 people had to 
uh, whisper, which just sounded scary. Sounds creepy, doesn't it? Whispered to and it not been a bit <clears throat> being turned off. And uh, now it's time for them to whisper to you. If you're feeling a little lonesome tonight, make the most of this. Maybe you could tape it and play it again later on. Whenever you're feeling just a little bit lonesome, it's time for them to whisper, I love you. Two, three, four. I want you. I want you. I need you. I've had you. No, <laughs> oh, you're blue in the end. No, you're blue in the end. I've had you. I've had you. That was 300 people all whispering at once. <laughs> so then they played up. They. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then they you played. Water or anything? No, I just, I just went into Trevor for some reason. Then they played up there. You know, normally it's you that's. That's lagging. It's me today. Um, <laughs> we, we, we split tables. They played Light Up My Lemon. We had to yeah. ask questions. You'd either go to Portugal, I think it was, or Morecambe. And it was meant to be super hard now, and it wasn't because they kept sort of basically telling them, go, you sure you don't want to change your answer, do you? You don't want to change it? All right. And then I thought I thought the game show bit was the whole show. It wasn't, was it? It was this other stuff that happened. It was very flushed out. Or fleshed out even where they, they they clearly were trying to bulk it out a bit with it in the odd way of building something around a game show and not thinking maybe just make a good game show and cut half an hour off and get rid of old Jules Holland. <gasps> Don't get rid of Jules Holland. Ah, oh, get rid of him. Get rid of him. He's not. No, cool he's quite funny. So what are we giving? Don't forget your toothbrush. Don't forget your toothbrush. I am gonna give it thirty. I think. Yeah, I think thirty is. Reasonable for it. I don't know how, I can't even remember how much we gave TFI Friday. I think it was in the 70s or the 80s. I think it was quite a big hitter. I think 30s, all right. Wow. Let's lock it in. Do you want to take a short break? Are you all right, Chris? Like, I'm just, I'm right. just scrambling around. <laughs> now, this is what people call small screens, 90s gold. That's what they call it. Yes, full screen nineties gold. This is what they'll be listing back to those episodes, Cam. What was your favourite one? <laughs> Struggle to get through an episode of Don't Forget Your Toothbrush. What show are we doing next? I've forgotten. Well, do you know what? I'm having fun. Do you want a fist of fun? I do want a fist of fun. Wee! Fun. This theme tune's a bit shit. Why have the, they got a little girl going, fist, fun, oh, 
Did you get still Elon, that? This was originally sold as a Gap advert. <laughs> no. It just doesn't fit the rest of the show. It's that kind of let's make it really cool and trendy, but too cool and trendy. And also the thing of this, like I love Richard Herring and I love Stuart Lee. They're two of my favourite comedians of all time. Which is better? I ain't that stupid boy. <laughs> I'm falling down that rabbit hole. No, I meant like Harry Harry Hill fight. That's what I meant. Yeah, Harry Hill. I did, probably. I did mean you actually had to pick. But now you have to. You have to pick now. I'll put you on the spot. Now you pick. Richard Herring or Stuart Lee? Let's have it out. I think they are both the same. <laughs> They're not, though, are they? They're not. You know they're not. We know they're not. But we're not going to open that can of worms today. Isn't it weird that's the thing you can't say out loud in comedy? The thing I've realised watching this is the voices that Stuart Lee goes into in all his rounds are Richard Herring. Is it still a double act without him? There's still the double act without him there. And also, that intro did not fit anything to do with this show. Like, what's like, like, if I were to watch that, I would have expected something like The Word or something a bit kind of trendy and hip. I don't understand why the little girl kept saying fist, freaked me out a little bit and was very, very weird. I'll tell you what it felt like. It felt like a Benetton, Benetton Zad, not Benetton. <laughs> DNA, CNA, it felt like that. A Benetton ad. Benetton ad. I remember them. We had to do them at college for an advert. Isn't it? Isn't it a charity? No, it is, isn't it? Oh Are no, bananas. I might be thinking of bananas. <laughs> the children's home. Well, that would explain the girl just saying fist constantly over again. Simon Quintock. What episode Not did you watch? I watched the same one you did. Simon Quintock um, decides to bring up Norris McWhorter at three o'clock in the morning to ask him about Leeds. That's one of the greatest things ever. The idea of bringing a man at three o'clock in the morning and write it down in his book of leaves and to do it multiple times. That man is probably the most prolific comedy actor in the history of comedy. What, Mr. Kevin Eldon? Kevin Eldon, he's in everything. And I don't ever think I've seen Kevin Eldon and gone, that was a bit shit. Um, no, we're not doing that. We're not. People's careers again. <laughs> what was Kevin Alden sitting? Nothing. That's fine. He was solid. No, I, I think he was lagging in big train. Yeah, but oh, <laughs> stop it! Say, that was said, that was said by with irony. It was. He was lagging in a big train. I tell you, there's none of them big trains lagging anymore. There's none of them big trains moving anymore. I didn't mean to do that, but uh, there we go. I'm always. My brain's thinking when I'm not. That that's a sentence. Uh, the hobby spot. I can't even remember that was. Was pretty good. I can't remember what it is. What is the hobby spot? The hobby spot was the phone. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've written it underneath. <laughs> Watch this. Dating. How many times did you take before putting on the television at this point? But dating. I can't remember what the dating was. Going on dates was it? <laughs> Should have written more notes. John Thompson. John Thompson was in it. John Thompson, because he went on a date and then he, like, this woman set him up with John Thompson and then they went to Soho. That's it. Yeah, they had had the same sex. They had a lovely time. (laughs) And also they were playing an Adams Family pinball machine, which for me puts it up 15 points. uh, (laughs) Can you get 15 points on it? 
I reckon you can. I reckon I can. Do you know what? You don't see pinball machines anymore. No, it's all arcade games now. It's not what it used to be. I want the perfect pub, and it needs a pinball machine, but it needs to be an obscure film, like The Adams Family or like Free Willy. <laughs> no, um, Baby's Day Out. What well, Baby's Day Out pinball? No, I thought you meant day, Baby's Day Out, a theme pub. No, no, no. <laughs> no. What would the theme pub be called? We could open a theme pub called Free Willies. Just a massive whale over the top. Oh, oh you, oh, you meant pinball machine. I bet there's a Free Willy pinball machine. Or a Baby's Day Out one. It would be to theme a pub to Free Willy because, like, I remember the film coming out that's one for the patron. But also, I don't think it had that much merchandise. Must have done. I'm going to Google pinball machine free willy. Free willy pinball machine. What you found for the free willy pinball machine? I found a Flintstones pinball machine. <laughs> <laughs> and Demolition Man. And, uh, oh, Bram Stoker's Dracula one, but there doesn't seem to be a free willy one. Demolition Man's more of a... Oh, I've seen I, how much they are. They're like 4,000 quid. That's silly money. You need a right fist of fun to use them. Peter? Oh, yeah. What? I know it's Peter Bainham. He was playing a character on the other side. He was their friend. Did you? I was enjoying the show so much, I didn't write any notes. I, I didn't either, really. But it, it was kind of like this morning with Richard, not Judy. But after dark, shoplifting. I've put. What's oh, that mean? Yeah. I think Richard Aaron was like teaching people how to shoplift and to nick Kinder eggs, because no one I'm... ever suspects an adult nicking Kinder eggs. If they found them on you, then they'd they'd think you had nicked them, wouldn't you? Because it doesn't work. Well, yeah, that's how being caught shoplifting works. <laughs> what, what, what do you mean? If they found them, if they found anything on you? Yeah, I know, they, but. Just because they're Kinder Eggs doesn't make any difference. If they find them on you that you shouldn't have them, they're still going to shoplift you for them, aren't they? Yeah, but they're not going to look at you whilst trying to nick them because they think they're for kids. So you're more likely to nick like an adult pro product, like some whiskey or a magazine or some Kinder, then Kinder Eggs. Le Kinder. Le why, is kinder. It called, why is it called Fist of Fun? I don't know. I don't think they know, to be honest. Was this before Richard and Judy or was it after? I think it was after. It very much seems like it was filling a spot. I think they were filming the same time as the Fast Show and they were like, ah, oh, that'll never work. I don't know why it needed to be made. I reckon there was money left over on the old budget. I enjoyed it. It just... But that's a joy with 90s programmes. Things just got made because people thought they were a good idea. That is, that is normally... They're like, that's how television was made then. Yeah, where people no, were that with that. Like the Pythons went into their meeting for Monty Python. They said, what do you want to do? And it's like, we want to make this programme. All right, then you've got six episodes. What's it called? Uh, oh, we don't know. We don't know what it's called. All right, we'll come up with a title. It's like, that would never happen now. There'd be like so many people putting it through different departments before you even got to you. It was, well, remember when we went and pitched Barnsley and Jones, the world's greatest sitcom? And they wanted a script, they wanted funding. It was just ridiculous, some of the demands they had. They wanted characters. I thought, we don't need characters, characters in a sitcom. A storyline. And they kept asking us to include Brian Blessed for some bizarre reason. Odd. Odd times. 
Yeah, but it, you know, in his contract, you only do anything if he's allowed to yell, Gordon's alive at least once. That's true. And there was no character called Gordon in it. Well, there was no characters in it, to be honest. <laughs> at that Gordon's point, alive! <laughs> he's not even walked on set yet. He's, why is he doing that for? We rate Fist of Fun because I feel, I feel we've done all we could. 20. 20. 25. Yeah, I'll give it 25. Let's lock it. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com code buttery exclusions apply see site for details when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at bluenile.com you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online choose your diamond and setting when you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. In. So locked in is Vista Fun. The next one is uh, the height of CGI entertainment. It's Reboot. I come from the net through systems peoples and cities to this place mainframe my format guardian to mend and defend to defend my newfound friends their hopes and dreams to defend them from their enemies
They say the user lives outside the net and inputs games for pleasure. No one knows for sure, but I intend to find out. Reboot! I come from the net. So if no one has ever seen Reboot before, it's based on a bunch of CGI uh, cartoon characters who actually live inside the internet in a computer in a city called Mainframe. This, I think, was the second ever computer-generated TV show. The first one being Crash Dummies. If you want to watch what watch that, if you want to watch that, watch it back. Uh, that hasn't out up well. Neither has this. How, how did you feel with Reboot? Well, Reboot came out in 1994. Yeah. And in 1995 was Toy Story. And in 1993 was Jurassic Park. Someone needed to draw you middle of the road. They'd just draw you Reboot. There's no rendering. I've done 3D animation. You need to render it. <laughs> oh, have you now? Chris I've done it. I thought, oh, I know what I'd do. I'd do some water. And then my teacher was like, you know, that's the hardest thing to animate is water. I said, oh, no, I've seen Reboot. You just get thing going up and down. It's fine. Just put codes in it. Make loads of numbers and pretend it's a virus. Uh, <laughs> it didn't look good at all. And uh, to skip along, it gets really weird the longer it goes on. There's a character called Hexadecimal on it, which is based on a virus. And her taking off her mask on it as a childhood, is in the top five most terrifying things I've ever seen. One, because bad CGI animation. There's something about it that really scares me when I was a child. Not now, I'm fine with it. But it's a step away from... Do you remember the film Beowulf and uh, when Disney made The Christmas Carol? In that Jim really Carrey. weird animation. Yeah, yeah. Where it doesn't look real, but it looks real enough. And this is the other end of it. The Uncanny Valley. Yes. I can't find a picture of her with her mask off. She just pulls a face with teeth. Pretty much. <laughs> was that what scared you? Freaked me right out. But you get scared of different stuff when you're a child, though, don't you? That's the difference. Why is the lead character called Bob? I don't know. It's a great but, name, though, isn't it? Bob. Well, you've got Megabyte, uh, who was voiced by Tony Ray, who did, uh, is it the baddie in the... Notre Dame film. The Hunchback of Notre Dame, the Disney film. He's Rollo. Is it Rollo? No, no yeah, that, yeah. Might Grain, that might be Grain Jill. No, Follow. I'm not a big Follow. fan of I'm Follow. not a big fan of that film. It's not. It's no Lion King. What, Hunchback of Notre Dame? No. Is that why you were so angry you burnt down Notre Dame? <laughs> what have they got talking gargoyles for? Would you, has there ever been a Disney film that hasn't got a lovable talking sidekick? I never want to see it. No, it's, it's Aladdin, isn't it? They started it with the genie. Then every film had to have a funny sidekick. Every, I think it started like, yeah, I suppose so, actually. Yeah. Wow, we've learned a valuable lesson here on uh, Talking Disney. Dot Matrix. Uh, yeah. Frisky the dog. Is it Frisco? I think it was Frisky because he was frisky. a bit frisky. Oh, by the way, weirdly, hmm? that's the other thing. Some things they've clearly been able to animate all right, but other characters they haven't. But instead of focusing on the characters that look good, they thought, oh, they're all right, let's throw some shit over here. It's like Van Gogh, he's painted the sunflowers, but he's just left the vase. I thought, ah, it's all right, <laughs> okay. Enzo, Fong, Fong does not look good. 
He looks no. a bit. He, he looks trying to be a little bit like Splinter and Yoda mixed together with his long neck. It doesn't work. <laughs> it hurt my eyes a bit. I think I had reboot toys, but I can't. I can't imagine them. That is weird, isn't it? I think I had them, but I can't remember what they look like. And actually, when you know it's a bad toy, when you uh, can't remember having it. Is it Hack and Slash? I think I had them, the, the sidekicks of Megabyte. They look good. Hack and Slash look good. Mm. Megabyte would have been better if they, I don't know, I don't know, not had now, there's, it. There's lots of computer jargon in it, which I got this time, which I swear I wouldn't have gotten the first time. There's Someone says it's like a readme file. And I thought, I've seen a readme file on my computer. I know what that is. Was it, was it like watching an Edinburgh show where everything's landing now? <laughs> it is, yeah, but, but afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it all makes sense now. Now I've actually read the book it's based on. Bob sleeping in a pond because they couldn't animate duvet covers, so he's just in some sea thing. <laughs> My, uh, actually, there used to be a book club in our school, and every two months it'd come round and you could pick a book, pay for it, and then in a few weeks, on a glorious day, your book would come. And I had two books that year. Uh, Beethoven's second the original novel from the film, and a reboot. <laughs> Novelisation. Well, hang on. Is it up there? Yes, it is. Yeah. What, what's he got? Well, well, I went to the... It's not related to anything we've just talked about. It's just the book. Um, <laughs> we, I went to our book fair. You could buy any book you wanted. It was like, oh, could I buy Dickens or anything? No, I bought Mr Bean's Diary. I bet that's good, though. You've probably got more out of Mr Bean's diary as a child. It is. I don't think it's written, got anything to do with Rowan Atkinson. Just it's got his face on it. Oh, I love stuff like that. I could have just looked in the index, couldn't I? That would work. I can't, I can't stop reading Mr Bean's diary. We've got to watch Reboot. Unless there's a bit of that diary where he sat down to watch Reboot. No, it came out in 1991. It was before it was made. It would make no sense. Some of these people... I watched the behind the scenes. Some of them worked on Disney. Well, actually, the rides at Disney. Yeah, I think those people who worked on Disney probably did some cocaine or something very on towards the other staff members. That mean they don't work in Disney no more. I don't think it was a choice to go from Disney to this. I thought it was all right. Uh, <laughs> <nah>. <laughs> what about okay. the novelization? <laughs> we say. <laughs> Is a lot of it lost in. Oh, I had a badge. I had a badge of the dog, I think. That's what I had. A badge. Was that like a McDonald's badge or one from the local Wimpy? Don't ask where it was from. I don't know where it was from. I just remember having the badge. (laughs) This definitely isn't the calibre of show that ends up in a Burger King or or a McDonald's, is it? This is either in a fucking Wimpy or something handed out with Greg's. This is the level that we're at with it, isn't it? This isn't the jewel in anyone's crown. So what do you think of Reboot? What do I think of Reboot, Sam? Uh, I- I'm going to give it 20. Uh, yeah, I think I would agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah. Well, let's so lock it in. in. Locked in is the fantastic Reboot. I say fantastic. Uh, well, you've just heard it. You saw what it got. Next up, here is an absolute bagger of a show. It is... Lucky Numbers. No, you didn't say the full title. Oh, here is The Sun. Lucky Numbers. Drop everything. It's time to play Lucky Numbers with The Sun. You could win up to £20,000 tonight. 
Luckiest Game Show, Lucky Numbers, starring Jane Ritchie. Big Bucks Bingo Bonanza that, hey, you can play at home. Yes, it's rocket-powered bingo, so get your game cards ready and stand by to blast off to a show that's out of this world. And I hope you've got your uh, bingo card ready to play along with today's episode. Actually, I might do a little bingo card that people can print out on the Monday and play along. Right, lucky numbers. Uh, first thing that I need to address before anything else, why is Shane Ritchie dressed like Elvis? I don't know. That's how he dressed in the 90s. It's a very strong look, isn't it? Well, I saw him in Greece, and we all know the Ian Biggington story of him having a piss next to him in the public toilet when he could have gone backstage. Sorry, I could have. It up again. Maybe he just wanted to go out and see what the audience is doing. Maybe he wanted to play um, with his balls. That seemed to be the joke that was coming from the show. Yeah, it's rocket-powered uh, bingo. Rocket-powered bingo, uh, and uh, all the audience members had a different number ball on them, and he pulled out the balls, and if you got the number, you got up and you played. Uh, those questions were too easy. You're missing. You're missing Randy, the uh, oh. the ball dispenser. Randy, Sorry. the ball dispenser. That's a good name for a ball dispenser, isn't it? He's called Randy. It was randomly allocated numerical digital allocator. Was the name? That's what it's called, Randy. For not that it just like to hump people's legs. But I do. I don't know. You get firing, firing balls out and catching them. What that even well, mean? We, we, we... There was a lot of ball-based joke, weren't there? A lot of, oh, I'll caught your balls. Oh, those are big balls. Oh, that's a high ball. It was very uh, balls-heavy, I think, with the jokes. And also lots of questions that just an excuse for Shane Ritchie to do one of his impressions. And I'll say this now. I'm a massive fan of Shane Ritchie. Really big fan. Comes from a holiday park. And when he's good, he is a really good host. But do you know who should have hosted this? Brian Connolly. No. Danny Baker. This was made, like, literally, like, Danny Baker should have, like, he would have aced this show. If he was in charge of that, it would still be going now. It would be. Would It would be. I've got no doubts about it. Also, the idea of, like, buying a Sun newspaper with the bingo card so you can play along at home. That was the other note I made. He went into, I don't know where, was it a picture house or a bingo hall or somewhere to see that woman to give her money? No, it was a hospital. A hospital, yeah. <laughs> There's my mind. Feels like the bingo. He gave that, was... that woman £10,000, right? Unless that £10,000 was in £1 notes, it would never be that many bundles of money. And I was looking at it thinking, even if they were £50 notes, it wouldn't have been that many bundles of money. Did you see how ridiculous those bundles were? Yes, and it was Clive from uh, Casualty that gave the money away. But look, you wouldn't give it a suitcase full of money anymore, would you? Like it's a drug deal. Imagine that. Imagine the tax write-off on that. And she, he had to explain who he was. He's like, oh, I played Mike uh, Barrett in, in Coronation Street in Casualty. Here's a suitcase. And this, some gladiators gave out some more money. Yeah, I could understand gladiators because that's someone who's well known. Where was Dynage? That's all I want to know. The gladiators it wasn't even them. the famous female ones. I think it was Lampshades and uh, Thunder or something. It wasn't wasn't Jen. Lampshade. 
Lampshade, ready. Energy saving bulb, ready. This show was not live, was it? I don't know. Well, the production team, in the well, time it, it took them. It. <laughs> yeah, obviously, when we watched it, it wasn't. In the time it. They're playing the video of the casualty man and the, the gladiators. The production yeah. team could have made up some proper badges for the contestants. You didn't need Shane Ritchie to write it on in pen on the person. <laughs> I think now, using my great comedy brain and years working as an entertainer, he thought, you know what? I'll write down the name on the stickers because then he could just draw a penis or so and then stick it on there. Yeah, but he didn't. He didn't. Well, he's obviously done it on it, or he's holding off, going like, "Oh, they trust me now." And then when you trust them, what's your name, Bob Keith? Hey, oh, we didn't talk about the bloke falling over. We haven't. That was quite impressive. He's like, "Oh, you'll be on Dennis Norton feet." Dennis Norden for years, son. This whole thing, that it was definitely engineered around them bingo cards that people will have at home to play. Yeah, and then they thought, shit, we need a show. It's very much how the National Lottery felt. I know you'll feel disrespected by this, but I think it was a bit like Crosswits. It's like, oh, people like crosswords. People like bingo. Let's just do a bingo-based game show. Also, I wanted Doris to that win. Is any, well, that's any game show at the moment, isn't it? But... People like songs. People like winning. Let's have a sing-along. People like those old-school coin machines from the arcade. I was about to say that. People like Pac-Man. People like winning. People like boxes. Let's put some money in a box. Oh, Dilo Mildew used to annoy me. Oh, what's your strategy? Well, I'm going to open that box over there and see if it's in there. Oh, oh, that's an unlucky Golden number. Ball. No, it's not. No, it's not. Well, that's the thing, though, as well, going. It's just luck, isn't it? It's just pure luck. He used to call them pilgrims as well, didn't he? Bless him. And there was no one on the other end of that phone. Or golden balls with uh, Jasper Carrot. Oh, that was great. Split or steel at the end was the best bit. That was great. But the thing that annoyed me with golden balls was Jasper Carrot playing it straight. And you've got Jasper Carrot there. Do something. <laughs> Don't Do some impressions. Richie would have done. I'm going to be Yeah, he would have. Shane Richie's Golden Balls, it's a perfect show for him. Perfect. Go on, get your balls out. Go on, get your balls out. We're getting them out today from our machine, who is called Testicle, which stands for total... I'm not, I don't even going to try that right now. Get out your game cards, or if they're called, as they're called in France, le game card. That's the sentence he said. It's a solid, solid joke. Le game card. <laughs> and there's the cash dash where yeah. you had to go across the line was- again. Sorry, I thought you froze for a minute then. No, no, I thought no, you were about to say something, so I stopped. No, I wasn't sorry, I was just literally scratching my eyebrow. No, I said about the cash dash at the end. Yeah, I didn't get why they needed that. No, but it was quite easy, wasn't it? He did it with, there was no tension of, are oh, you going to do it? What's this question? And did, this, and then, bosh, got it. it. It was very much, oh, it's time. But it's one of those things I remember watching back and just loving it. And remember being a kid going, oh, this is exciting. I think it's because we were playing along at home. Also, Doris only answered one question. Yeah. How how annoyed would you be if half your numbers were on her board? Like, come on, Doris, you cow. Come on. Come, come on, on, get some right so I can put it on. There's a lot in it, isn't there? That's the thing. There's a lot of kind of, not only have you got the pressure of winning the money for yourself, 
you've got the pressure of everyone at home. And uh, the British public, especially in the 90s, aren't the most forgiving of people, are you? Are you? Are you? <laughs> How do they know that someone's won? Because they're like, oh, someone at home's won? Because they must have got all the numbers. So they know already who's got the card that's got all the numbers on it. I no, no, they just... can't do, can they? Because it's random. I don't think they were. I think they were already printed out when you got them from the sun. So they say, oh, the number's coming up. Are you suggesting ITV might have rigged a game show or something involved? They might have rigged it. Imagine if Shane Ritchie would have to say, sorry, I'm apologising, or as the French (laughs) like to call it, le apology. (laughs) Le apologise. (laughs) Le apologise. So what are we giving the lucky numbers? With the sun, I want to give it... 50. 50? Yeah, I'll go with 50, but I'm only going to give it 50 because... I'm going to do something very special after we record this. I'm going to make a small screen 90s bingo card that the listener could play along with and print out. And if they get all of them, happy days. You win a small, small, small screen 90s prize. What you win is the Monday after next, you get a podcast. You get a podcast, but absolutely yeah. just for you. So let's lock it in. Or as the French call it, le. You've now made that joke funny I keep doing it That's the skill I have Chris I can make jokes funny by doing them Keep doing them all over and over again Well You've listened today And I hope you've enjoyed it These are two tired men Who have worked really hard And who have gigged a lot And I hope you've enjoyed it I really do Bye bye everybody Bye bye everybody Bye bye Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.